0: Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on one oh one seven FM and seven ten Kiel. One oh one
1: seven FM, seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh, good morning, Your Honor. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. I was I was
2: beginning to have Mike and McCarty withdrawal. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, we got
3: you on the payroll now.
1: We are we we, we are <laughs> glad to have you anytime.
2: Absolutely. Good morning to y'all.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I ran into uh, some council members over the weekend, and and your veto came up. Uh, on the open container law when we talked to you before your your reply was it's on my desk when we asked you about it tell us why you decided to veto the open container ordinance in the entertainment district
2: there were uh, there were a couple of concerns one is uh one is technical the way that it is written i i think it could be construed to allow open containers uh, on the bridge itself, which I don't I don't think that's the council's intention, but I think that needs to get I do think that needs to get fixed. And um, I I, I was concerned about the open container being the exception being available until 4 a.m., uh, which was which was an amendment to the ordinance that was presented originally as presented would have been limited to 2 a.m. And then uh, I was a little concerned that the uh, that there was not enough input and in, in research into why the previous exception had been repealed in 2008, and was hopeful we could look at uh, why that happened and, and see if there was anything we needed to adjust to do it. I I do think it makes some sense to have the ability for people to go from place to place down there uh, in a very limited area. Uh, But I had some concerns about the way the ordinance was written.
1: Okay, so you're not opposed to an open container ordinance, but there there were specific issues that you wanted addressed.
2: That's correct.
3: Now, before you veto something, you have to kind of, I guess, do a little kind of assessment of the council because I believe this passed um, with only one uh, one in opposition, uh, Grace and Butcher, I believe. Um, have you assessed th- with the other council members to say, "Hey, there are some issues with this. Maybe we need to revisit it." Do you think you have the uh, council members enough not not to override this?
2: I, I think that the council is working on uh, at the a cure to the uh, technical issue that I had, and if they do that, I expect the. I expect a couple of things to happen. One would be an override and then two would be an amendment. Um, And uh, I believe that they have figured out a way that they can do that. I I was not, I did not realize there might be a way to do that. And so I'm I'm hopeful that there's something that everybody can feel reasonably comfortable with.
3: So you're not, you won't be completely surprised if they do override the veto, but you hope that in the back end of that, they make some changes.
2: That's exactly right,
3: so your veto was essentially waving a red flag going, oh, this is this is okay, but we have some issues.
1: and it sounds like it's not what they originally discussed with the like moving it to four a m as opposed to two a m.
2: yeah, I do think I do think there are sufficient votes on the council to make it four a m as opposed to two a m.
3: My concerns with this was, um, and I had some discussions with the chief about this at a, a, a third location where I ran into him, that he really didn't have a whole lot of input on this in terms of how he would enforce it. Um, have we talked about that? Have we addressed I mean, who's going to watch people when they walk out of the Red River District? What if they want to go to another bar on Texas Street, which is not in the Red River District, and they want right. to carry that drink down there? Uh, you don't have enough police officers to, to man that.
2: Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually I'm more concerned about people in the in the area who are not uh, who are not purchasing their drinks at an establishment. But I do, you know, right now there's only one establishment that this really applies to, and that's Patty Arbuckle. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is some time to assess this, and if we if the chief feels like there's some provisions we need to add i think there's time to consider that so um uh, you know it's just it's a question of of how we implement this and i think we do have some time uh to think about it uh and i'm i'm hopeful that we'll take that time and and get some input from the chief and perhaps make some further amendments to it but i think it, it is likely to pass uh this week Mayor,
1: you mentioned there's really only one establishment in that particular district that this would affect. Do you think with, uh, with like, you know, having an open container ordinance where people can move from uh, place to place, this might facilitate some growth in that area? Other businesses would go, hey, we can maybe make this
2: work? I think that's what the council hopes. I think that's what the, the impetus behind the ordinance is, and I think that that is quite possible. And uh, the other thing you can remember is you can get some synergy by having uh, events under the bridge mm-hmm. uh, where people could purchase uh, could purchase uh, a drink at at one of the establishments, hoping we have more than one, and and they could collaborate to have some events that would draw uh, draw some healthy crowds uh, that are actually patronizing the. Areas that are there, as a, as opposed to bringing their own uh, and joining the crowd,
3: mayor. And I may sound like a Debbie Downer on this, but I, when the city council talks about this, may spur growth in the Red River District, which I believe is still owned by the city, the most most part of it. Um, why why don't we talk about let's do some incentives? Let's do some other things that will attract businesses down there rather than expand alcohol which could cause more problems for the city
2: yeah i I think as long as the alcohol is actually purchased at those at those uh uh as at those venues then I, i i think that that we can make that work i think the problem comes in And if it attracts people from outside of that area who are not patronizing the the lounges and establishments there, then I think you run into some issues. And the second set of issues is what happens when the people go outside the district. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this requires uh, identifiable cups. Um, It's patterned. It it is patterned after the the ordinance that is in effect in Bosier and uh in their uh in their district and so uh, you know i think both of us are experimenting with how that works and seeing if it will spur some economic growth
3: so i can't just bring my yeti cooler down here under the red river bridge the texas street bridge and start drinking my beer out of it that's not what this is for
2: that's exactly right okay. And so the, the you know you, what you want to do is identify it, it has to have a logo and the cups have to be approved by the uh by the police department so that that they need to be obvious so that what you when you have that cup now that that doesn't mean that somebody it, it is illegal it will be illegal under the ordinance to to refill that cup with your own i was cup. just going that to say i can see him getting
1: around that course. yeah
2: and hey, give me one of them cubs. That's a little harder to enforce because the police officer doesn't know where the contents of the cup came right. from. They just know it's a cup that came from one of the establishments.
3: Okay, I'm going to wrap it up uh, with you. Just going to give you a little heads up. Um, those, uh, those uh, Because of that snow last week, um, those potholes on Knight Street are really deep today. Just a heads up.
2: <laughs> That's still in front of the council, and I'm hopeful that we'll get some positive news for you.
3: Thank you, Mayor.
1: All right. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you sir Have a great week 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty
0: Back with more of Mike and McCarty On 1017 FM And 710 Keel
1: And then There were one Well actually there's to To what (laughs) presidential nominee oh
3: yeah DeSantis
1: announced uh what Saturday that Mm -hmm. he he's now withdrawing from the presidential campaign it's really interesting to me that how he how he went from I mean the golden boy yep to persona non gratis Mm -hmm. in just
3: a matter of months I mean, Trump was calling him Ron De Sanctimonious, And, you know, yeah, he was calling him out. But he's now done. He's throwing his support behind Trump.
1: He's endorsed Trump, Mm -hmm. which is, again, interesting to me because, you know, you made the comment uh, off air, boy, he'd be a great running mate.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Florida. It delivers Florida for you, baby. That's a big state. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, do you think they didn't
1: talk before DeSantis withdrew? said, look, I'll withdraw and give you all my supporters and support. You make me your VP running mate. Mm
3: -hmm. I hear hear the, the Associated Press report says they did not talk before. Text from Scott Hughes. This is interesting. Remember, in November, DeSantis chose to debate Gavin Newsom instead of Trump. Right. By most neutral accounts, Newsom destroyed him and ended the debate by stating in two months neither would be a candidate for president. Newsom predicted Ron would not only quit, but would also endorse Trump.
1: Now, you it say, was no
3: surprise, just stunning, why people gave him $150 million to do it.
1: Well, because, it, like, again, he was a golden boy at one point, mm-hmm. and those that were never Trumpers, even Republicans, you know, they, that's who they could get behind. Right, right. But now when when, he, when Scott says neither would be... A presidential candidate, does he mean Gavin and?
3: Yeah, Gavin's not running, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so Gavin's not, he said he w- thought neither running, one would be. Right. Scott one of, Hughes thought that.
3: Yes, exactly. Okay, so.
1: Gavin didn't say that.
3: Oh, I think Gavin said that, yeah. I think Gavin said neither one of them would be in the running after.
1: That's, that's an odd statement to make. You or yeah. I will be, neither you or I will be in the running.
3: Mm-hmm. Neither of them would be a candidate for president. Yeah, Okay. Newsom apparently knew he wasn't going to run. He was going to leave, you know, let Biden do it if he's going to do it, or whoever. I I still am with you. I still think the Democrats are going to find somebody else that Biden's not going to run. I mean, I, I just can't see him winning.
1: I've I've heard I've heard both sides of the Michelle Obama, you know, debate mm-hmm. that that people. Yes, they've got they're they're grooming her in the wings, but then the other the other side of that is like, oh, she's a very private person. She doesn't want it. She doesn't I, I think no, I think the Obamas will go, You're doing this. Uh, if it's true that she doesn't want it. Gosh, I, 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 I think she's gonna I just and I may be wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong before. Um I think they're gonna I think they're going to put her into the ring.
3: I just Mike I just struggle so much with uh, are these the best people we've got is this the best we can do to run our country
1: But but look the Obamas have been running this ever since ever since Biden won Ugh. We know Biden's not making any decisions we know he's not in, enacting policy he can't find his way off of a stage mm-hmm. it's not his fault I understand but the sad truth is we have a weak weak leader in the White House and the world knows it, but, the, but he's not making
3: the decisions. And the problem, the problem for me, and, and people will hear this wrong, but he's hurting the people that are his base. The, the the people that Who are paying is Obama all the, or yeah, Biden? Biden. The people that are paying these high prices for groceries, I'm gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine. People that are working paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. are struggling right now. Right. They can barely keep its right. meat. And it's
1: not getting better.
3: Yeah, and it's not getting any better. And they're hurting. And you know, as gas prices go up. They don't seem to care because they don't want us to use gas-powered cars. How did those electric cars do in the snowstorm last week? They were struggling all over the nation. They were having trouble. We're not ready for that yet. If we're ready for them, Look, then fine. We're I'm, not. I'm not opposed
1: to EVs if they're, if they're practical, if they actually work. Right yeah. now, we don't have them that work. So we, don't don't have the infra-
3: we don't have the infrastructure ready to no. make sure everybody can get to a charger. Who wants to wait an hour, two hours to go charge their car? Right. Pull up to the gas pump today if you need gas, and I want you to wait an hour before you pump.
1: Right. Wait and then, then an hour. And then take an hour and a half to pump your gas. Yeah,
3: take an hour and a half to pump your gas. And let's see how you how you handle that. We're not ready for that. <laughs>
1: 101.7 FM, 710 KEO, Mike and
0: McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: 1017 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty. See, that, that does not surprise me that Gavin Newsom would win the debate between he and. Uh, Ron DeSantis.
3: Yeah. DeSantis
1: comes across as awkward sometimes.
3: He does, he does. And and Gavin's very well spoken.
1: He's slick as owl dookie on a doorknob. I mean,
3: there'll be people that that disagree and say DeSantis won. If you watched it closely and as non as impartially as possible, Newsom wiped the floor with him. I mean he really did. He wiped the floor with him. And there's no doubt about it. Go watch it again. DeSantis looked awkward, he looked right. nervous, he was uh, stumbling. I mean it, yeah, it was it you know, now if you're watching it from the, the eyeballs of, you know, you're, you're conservative and you wanted to hear yeah, the, the message is you love the you love the Ron right. DeSantis right. message. But right. the overall It was almost like Kennedy Nixon. One was way more comfortable than the other. One was nervous and sweaty, Right. and that's kind of how it came off. look at uh, you—that's a good analogy. Anyway, yeah, because that was a that that debate—the Nixon Kennedy—that changed the world of politics. When you you could have a flashy, good-looking guy, young guy who was comfy in front of that camera, right? And they could wipe the floor of somebody who knew all the the facts. That's
1: a great point because that was the start of television politics yep you know there have been people that said you know abraham lincoln wouldn't be electable today oh no because he was not a handsome man Mm-mm. he was no. he 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 apparently
3: he had a high-pitched voice a lot very of people awkward. don't understand
1: that yeah he had, a, he had a, a, an unpleasant sounding voice mm-hmm. very awkward
3: absolutely
1: uh and and look and look at how look at his presidency yes And he wouldn't be electable today.
3: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. One of our greatest presidents, if you ask many, they would say one of our best. Absolutely. But he wasn't, he, not media savvy. Right. And now today, you have to be. And, 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 but see, and and how sad is that? That is sad. It is really sad. Look at Florida
1: and look at the accomplishments that DeSantis has been able to achieve. Mm Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't come across well, and, and frankly, the same thing with Trump, all, only it's a, different, <laughs> yes. it's a different side of that coin. Right. Because he's way comfortable.
3: And he goes rogue.
1: Uh, right.
3: And that's his problem. Right. When he goes rogue, he says things that people are, cr- it's cringeworthy. It's like, yeah. uh, I know, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. If he <laughs> just- would just not go rogue, he could rein people back in. He right. really could. Yeah. But he can't do it. He cannot do it, and and that's been very apparent. So, but I mean, he's going to wipe the floor with all the other Republicans. There's no doubt. Well, New all the other
1: one, Nikki Haley. Yeah, she's. I think she's the
3: last one left. La- is she the last one? I think
1: she's the last one. Oh boy, Vivek Ramaswamy. He, you know, he pulled mm-hmm. out a, a week ago. Um, the the other no names. I say no names. Right. The, the, that was weeks ago. So.
3: Uh, Chris Christie's done. Now Ron DeSantis. What a joke. Yeah. Tim Scott endorsed Trump over the weekend. So he's got, you know, I think he's probably on his short list of VP nominees, I would bet. But we'll have to wait and see.
2: A the way It's see. going
1: to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, by the way, very rainy. Uh, if you haven't left for work, give yourself a couple of extra minutes. Streets are slick. Ruben will have traffic information for you coming
0: up. 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Carter. No more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 1017
1: FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty.
3: I got a great opportunity Friday to go, um, in and get a sneak peek. <gasps>
1: That's right.
3: Into the new YMCA, um, Ellerby Road, the Forbing Y, the Lash Family YMCA, Mike.
1: This place. Is this state-of-the-art?
3: Oh, my gosh. Will and it work
1: out for me? That's what I want. I want eh. it to work out for me, but I still get that sculpted figure that I'm looking for. <laughs>
3: not quite. And this is
1: not a commercial, by no,
3: the way. No, no, it's not. I just had a chance to, because, you know, we'd been bugging them for years about that Forbing property. And we were, we were debating, you know, is it going to be a grocery store? Is it going to be a Kroger? You know, are you selling some of the land? I think the Y sold. Remember when Forbing was down there and they had summer camps? They did have a pool, but they didn't have any kind of building. But they owned all the land. Who's so they? The Y. Okay. And so they sold the piece of land that the Kroger and all that shopping center is on. They sold it to the development group, but they kept, I believe, 20 acres because they wanted a future home for the YMCA down there and they've been working on this for a decade well now it's opening this Saturday and it is So if you're a-, a
1: member of the Y there at the BHP Billiton can you go to the, yep. the new one?
3: Yepers, you can go oh, to the wow. downtown branch. You can go to the da- Okay. Oh, you can go to this one or you can go to the Billiton. It's got a big outdoor pool, that's got a real large family section. It's got a section for swimming laps. With the, what do you call the things they dive off of? You know this stuff. A platform? Yeah, the platforms that the di- that the swimmers dive off. They've got, so got they've those. got a deep
1: end of the pool. They
3: do. They okay. absolutely do. Um, the workout area, all the equipment, the CrossFit is all upstairs. Here's the thing. The gym is amazing. And it's got a walking track around the upstairs right? of the gym. yeah. So anyway, if you want to see the pictures, a sneak peek before they open up at keelnews.com or on the keel app. And you can see the the why. You know, just Centenary great.
1: has a beautiful facility
3: mm-hmm.
1: that you, you talk about the track. It made me think of that because I used to have to take Micah to swim practice. Yes, or like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would just go ahead and stay there and work out.
3: Yes, you it's, know, at,
1: at Centenary, and they they have that track that went around the gym. Right. That's what made me think of
3: that. And they're gonna and they have a they also have a track outside the property, which who knew there's a lake out there. <laughs> there's a little lake that you're going to be lake. is, it what yes, it is? Yeah. And you're going to be walking kind of around the lake area, which is behind like silver star and all those places. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of land still left where they're going to put soccer fields and such, but the pool is heated. They're planning to keep it open year round. Um, I may go jump in it today and see if I can. Just because. Just, yeah, just see if they'll let me. I don't don't think they will, but supposed to be heated all year, have it open all year. So it's an exciting time for those of us who love the Y, and they'll have it. Big grand opening is Saturday at 10, and they want the whole town to come out. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock.
1: If you want to see pics, though, uh, check out Mm
3: keelnews.com. Aaron's got all those pictures posted. So cool. Very nice. So excited. It sounded like a big commercial, but it really wasn't. No, it's really not. I just really want to be the first to pee in the pool, but they won't let me. Sorry. Edit that out, Ruben. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have a chemical in there that turns the water
0: purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if what you they pee mean. in the pool, yeah. <laughs> 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel.
1: Okay, I'll I'll tell you. There, you were asking. Ah, my microphone just went crazy. How how can somebody there uh, go duck hunting in?
3: in yes, this? Okay. you're crazy. Y'all I are heard, crazy.
1: I heard a comedian. This is back in the '80s. This guy's Rich Scheidner. Mm-hmm. Was his, is his name. He was in fact, he was in uh, Roxanne. He, uh, you remember the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yes. Yes. He mm-hmm. was one of the tennis players uh, that Steve Martin whacked up real well with the, uh, with the tennis rack. Okay. But he had a routine back in this. It, it was one of those HBO where they feature new comedians, you know, and they had mm-hmm. like 30 minutes each, but he, <laughs> he said, look, Men and women have to have activities separate, okay? That's fine. Women do things, you know, men don't want to go do. Well, men do. He goes, that's the only logic I can come up with for duck hunting. (laughs) In this weather. He says, three o'clock in the morning, you're standing in waist-deep, freezing weather going, well, at least she ain't here.
3: (laughs) I don't understand it. I never will. I d- and and I know and I, you know I get in trouble when I say there's no woman sitting out in a boat in the rain in a duck blind waiting to shoot a duck in this weather right now. And women will text me and go, "Yep, I go. Oh, I, I love go. It. I, I love go. It. Yeah. I like to go with my husband or my honey or whatever. If there were no honey or no husband there, your butt would not be there." <laughs> I promise you there's no women who would do that. You men that are sitting in a duck blind or that are planning to sit in a duck blind in this cold, dreary rain, I don't get it. You must be on the sauce. <laughs> oh, I hope Something. not. I hope not. <laughs> you can't be with a gun, right? You can't Six do in that. the morning. Yeah, I just, I'll never understand it. I just never, I, I love duck. You can bring me all the duck you want. But I don't get it.
1: I I, I look. I love guns. Oh, I own several. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never. I've never been a big hunter. I'm not opposed to it. I enjoyed going out when I did. It's just. A, I think it's more of a time thing for me. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, it's like the same thing with golf. I man. I got so hooked on golf. Oh my right, gosh. Right. When I was in sales, I I would. <laughs> You'd call some buddies and go, hey, take the afternoon and mm-hmm. we'd go out to the, you know, yeah. guys that I worked with even. We'd go get in around.
3: Right, exactly.
1: But it's it's a time issue now. You're looking at three hours at
3: least. Minimum, absolutely. You know, so. I wish you the best. I hope you're enjoying your time duck hunting. I just don't get it. <laughs> I just, you can never tell me anything that will explain to me why you would be at a duck blind. In rainy weather, when it's forty-one degrees,
1: Well, I don't get showers. So you know, you ladies, your showers, and your and, you're, and you're sipping seas, and, and uh, you don't
3: get bunco either. I understand. Bunco. I was yeah. going to. I was
1: going there. I don't get the whole bunco thing. I, I, I still think y'all have strippers and pillow fights, but that's that, that's another story.
3: I ain't saying nothing.
1: seven FM seven ten Kiel. FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. We got notice late Friday. Uh, In fact, we were just about finished with the show on Friday that um, a major restaurant closed Mm -hmm. unexpectedly at the boardwalk. Yeah. And when we (laughs) kind of looked into it, and and once I I've I got a story on keelnews dot com, uh, the IHOP that's been there since I think the boardwalk opened. It's been I there a long
3: time. Yeah. They were
1: one of the original. I mean, they've been there a long time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, employees showed up to work on Friday morning and found out they were out of a job.
3: Yeah, you could stay for the day if you wanted to help pack up the stuff. I think I'd be like, That's Peace kinda out. insult to yeah. injury
1: there, isn't it?
3: Pack up our stuff we're gonna ship and and see y'all later. No, I'm gone. Yeah. Give me what you owe me and I'm gone. I was kinda surprised and we checked with the boardwalk folks and they said, Yeah, they got the bad news and they were behind on their rent.
1: Yeah. For how long? I think four months. Wow. They've been they've been uh apparently and then and then once comments started coming in, um a lot of people were not surprised, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
3: I And I, I had an experience. There were a lot of people talking about the poor service. And I had an experience at that place. Um, it's been about six months ago where um, it was horrible service, horrible. And I vowed not to go back. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point with your business, particularly if you're a restaurant.
1: Oh, restaurant. When a
3: customer says, I'm never going back there, you're
1: doomed. Yeah, because especially in this day of social media mm-hmm. in instant reviews. Yes. It'll kill you.
3: And I and I didn't put it out there. I mean, right. I didn't go, but I did tell, talk to friends about it. I said, look, here's what's happened. Here's what happened to me. A, you stood at the front to wait for a table. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. there's two or three people working the business, no one ever acknowledges you.
1: Oh, see, that's the worst. That's the worst. No
3: one ever says I'll be right with if you tell me I'll be right with you, "Thank you for coming in, ma'am. We'll be right with you." Just acknowledge. I had a
1: I had a friend that one time, uh, do you remember uh, MacArthur's Chop House?
3: Yes, down yes. in
1: the in the entertainment district. Mm-hmm. She she said they went in with some, There were like, I don't know, four or six people. And they go in the door and employees are walking by. She says apparently there was something going on upstairs, you know, yeah. a party or a pri- Employee, she said we stood there and stood there. Nobody even said a word.
3: Unbelievable. And
1: she goes, finally, she grabbed somebody, not physically, but said, Miss, hey. let me talk to your manager, please, And brought the manager over and, and, "I love this, and goes, "Look, we've been standing here for eight minutes. She goes, now "I know eight minutes doesn't sound like a long time, but this is one minute. And stopped talking and was staring at the manager.
3: Wow, looking at her clock. Wow. her watch. And, and you she had goes, employees walking by us, and
1: you had people. And she goes, "I just wanted to let you know why we're leaving." Yeah, and I and I have said several times, you walk into a place, and it's obvious that, but when an employee goes, "Hey, thank, we'll be right with you," I looked at my wife. I said, "They just bought themselves ten minutes." Yes, I'm fine. Right, thank you. I don't know if it's ego or what, it but just acknowledge that you have customers wanting to drop money in your place.
3: Mm-hmm. And and spend time to get to your location.
1: Now, we've gone to IHOP on URI uh, on Saturday mornings. My mom and my sister will all go to breakfast. Right. And uh, never had an issue, you know. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when I worked at the boardwalk, I worked for five years or something down at, at the boardwalk. Sometimes I'd go to the IHOP. I, I never had an issue. Of course, that, you know, that's yeah. been some years ago now. Right. Uh, I never had a problem, but but comments were coming in that, oh,
3: it's not a surprise, you know, it's
1: it's,
0: mm-hmm. it's
3: it's been terrible for a long time. And part of the problem is, and I ran into this when I was talking to the folks at the Y, is finding workers. Yes. Finding people that have any kind of work ethic. That will show up for work. Mm-hmm. That will accept the job and take a job and commit to it, and and show up it's when they're scheduled. Especially in the
1: restaurant industry.
3: Oh, uh, I don't understand it. I really don't. My
1: son, I you know, he's he he ran the kitchen uh, at one of these restaurants in Hawaii. He was the sous chef. The chef is who creates the menus and, and is in charge mm-hmm. of the food. But the sous chef actually
3: <laughs> does <laughs> the all the work. Kitchen yeah. And,
1: you know, uh, the, runs the employees and scheduling mm-hmm. and hires and make sure the food quality. And he said, I I, I hated it because yeah. you've got you know these these kids. Right. I, I sound like the old man. Get off the lawn.
3: Mm-hmm. Have no work ethic,
1: Aaron. They do no not. No work ethic. They do not. And you know, drugged out and yeah. don't want to work. It, it, and, and then you're responsible for doing their job and yours at some point.
3: That and that's what happens. I I had I had an occasion. Now this was during the ice storm where I called, and I ordered online from Cracker Barrel, and I mm-hmm. pulled up and I waited outside for about five or ten minutes. You know, I checked in online, and then I, after waiting about ten minutes, I called, and she said, "Ma'am, we just don't have anybody." Uh, that showed up to work so we're really really backed up yeah and she said just hang on we'll be with you and i said okay no problem so i sat in my car i have business i can conduct on my phone so that's what i did and then about three four minutes later a man comes out and he says i am so sorry but we had several people who couldn't get here because of the ice but we're working on your order we'll have it right out I was perfectly fine. He right. came out and acknowledged me, and he said, "We're coming. We're working on it." We're,
1: we're okay. Let me play devil's advocate here. Did it ever occur to you to go inside it and go get
3: your meal? It did. <laughs> but my problem was, I all I saw during that ice was me on a stretcher. With a broken hip.
1: Uh, Well, I got that. Yeah, I kept seeing,
3: you know, because I I literally, I watched a lady pumping gas (laughs) earlier in that morning, and she went booty over tea kettle. I'm
0: sorry, getting out of her car.
3: She put her foot down when she got out of her car, and then as she swung to put the other (laughs) foot down, and she stood up, woo, got a bang, and I thought, oh man, I think she hit her head on her car.
1: Uh, I was like, "Okay, oh, now you make me man. feel bad for laughing." Sinbad had a line one time years ago. He said, "I don't care if your mama falls down, you're gonna laugh."
3: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> and I wanted to stop and go. She had somebody with her, but I wanted to stop and go. Are you okay? Because she was probably my age, and I thought, "Oh man, that years, for years, me that's a hospital visit."
1: Years ago at Channel Three, I had parked my truck. And it was iced over. It was real bad. Mm -hmm. And I stepped out of my truck and my foot just went right under the truck. And I just, and I went straight down trying to grab whatever. I started laughing at myself. Yes. I was
3: like, that
1: was hilarious
3: looking. I will never forget. (laughs) I was watching Judge Judy one day and she said, I know the secret to a long life. (laughs) And I'm, I'm waiting. She goes, it's three words. Don't fall down. Yep. If you yep. don't fall down. You don't go with to the hospital with a broken hip and get other diseases and all that. Break your arm. Yes. yes. Do not fall down. So um, I've got my walker right here. I'm good. I'm using it, and I'm I'm not going to fall down. I'm joking. I don't have a walker.
1: I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not going to tell you that Dina fell down <gasps> in the backyard. Did she? In the backyard, uh, yeah. On her steps. It was covered in ice. Oh,
3: no. Is and she okay? I hear,
1: I'm not going to tell you that because it would embarrass her.
3: Oh. But it was. Edit that part out, Ruben. Please.
1: So it's, yeah. So I understand you not getting out of your car. It hurts. In the yeah, ice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the whole point of doing the the drive up.
3: Drive up and get your stuff. Yeah. yeah and, they, and they bought themselves some extra time. But I'm sad to see the IHOP gone. I wonder what could go in that location.
1: Well, I mean, um, hopefully in another restaurant. I hope so. I, obviously, that's what it's geared up for, with the kitchen and equipment.
3: Mm-hmm. And I wonder how the traffic is at the boardwalk. I mean, is it picking up? Is it you know? I don't know. I haven't been down there in a long time.
1: We but, went down. We went to Bass Pro Shop. Did you? Uh, uh, yeah, not too long ago. I mean, during mm-hmm. the, during Christmas and all that.
3: My son went to uh, Hooters and Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> On his pub crawl? His pub crawl, yeah. His pub run. His pub run. I've never heard. 12 stops. He did 12 stops. Tim
1: Fletcher with sports. I want to talk about that next. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty.
0: Backer of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I told you earlier
1: we were supposed to go out with uh, with some friends Friday night, and
0: mm-hmm. they
1: ended up canceling. And but my wife said, "Well, she still wants to go out." So I said, "Okay,", okay. you know. She says, "Let me go get." I got to get ready, and so she's in the back. And this was like I don't know five fifteen. Well, by six o'clock, I'm like wait, starting
3: to wait, get hungry. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah, and I
1: and I go back. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, are we still going out, or do I need to? I need to make a sandwich or something?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> No, let me she was on the phone with a friend of hers and she said, Let me let me get in the shower. And I said, Okay, so I go back. And I and my daughter comes walking in.
3: Oh nice. It
1: surprised me. I had no idea she was coming home. Oh, that's awesome. So that was fun. So Uh-oh. we did end up going out. We didn't do we didn't do a pub crawl where we ran <laughs> to each location.
3: My son came into town from San Antonio and it was so good to see him. But he Saturday he went with a bunch of his friends, literally Twelve stop pub crawl, where they, <laughs> they it was an exercise. It wasn't drinking. It was it was an exercise. Event. But they
1: did get beverages, right? They got
3: a few beverages. They didn't get twelve. I don't think they got a beverage at every stop. Right. They might have gotten water, but they literally ran like say they were at Hooters. They would run In across the, the Texas Street Bridge right. and go to Noble Savage. When they and they when they got to Noble Savage, they did twenty push-ups. They, they they did a little photo op. They might have gone in and got a beer or a beverage. And then they would run back across the Texas Street Bridge to BoJack's. And then they would finish that. And then they would run back across the bridge. Now, when was this? Saturday. Sa-
1: okay, Saturday. And then
3: they would go back across the bridge to Fatty Arbuckles. <laughs> and they did 12 <laughs> of these. They ended up at Joe's Crab Shack at one point. They ended up at BoJack's. They ended up at the... Frozen P Row, back and forth across (laughs) 12 stops. Now, my son later, when he got back, could not walk upstairs. I guess not. Yeah. It was because that's a long, that's a two, three mile, some of them were five miles apart, and they were running it. And I thought, oh, and then doing the push ups at every stop. So 12 times 20 push ups is a lot of push ups. (sighs) So he was sore. So Kudos yesterday, to you. yeah, we went to the pool yesterday and he was swimming some laps to kind of work his legs out because his legs were, they were, st- he was walking like, <laughs> like a monster, like Frankenstein's monster. But it was good to have him at the house. He did some of my honeydews while he was here. And um, I had a dear friend, David, thank you so much, who loaded my car up Friday with wood. So I got my son to unload it and, um, had a great fire going during those because it got cold for audience. You got your night. fireplace going. Got it going. I got the flute open <laughs> and the and the trombone. I laughed
1: when I saw that, and then somebody <laughs> called you on it too. Yeah,
3: I flute know. Flute
1: on the comments. Flute, flute? Yeah, question I know. mark? And you said no autocorrect.
3: Yeah, which is not true. I really thought oh. it was a flute, but <laughs> I didn't know how to spell it, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> Who knew? I don't. I don't know what it's <laughs> called. Who knew flute? But it's but it's oh my flute. Flu is open. Blue. And the fire was going and it was nice. And me and Bo just chilled around the fire for a little while and my son was there and we just had a good time. Ate some gumbo. It was nice. just nice to have him around. Yeah. I hadn't seen him in a in a while, so it was fun. We had a good weekend. Nice. Nice and chill and, and now all this rain because I washed my car Friday. Um I brought the rain. Yeah. So. That's what happened.
1: I knew it was going to rain all week this week, so I, my, my truck's still covered with that road grime from uh, the salt and ice from the roads. I
3: just couldn't do it. I had to get it off my car. And well,
1: you've got a beautiful new car.
3: And it was, the lines were long Friday at the car washes. I'm telling you, those right. places were hopping big yeah, time. I just,
1: I'm just going to wait. Mm. Even though my 10-year-old truck has 230 miles, <laughs> 230,000 miles on her, I wow. still love her. Yeah. Still want to take care of her.
3: Absolutely.
1: Uh, coming up, your Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us earlier this morning about uh, vetoing the uh, open container ordinance in the entertainment district. Very interesting. Not uh, He's not opposed to it, but there are some things he wants changed. We'll talk about that coming up. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710KEEL.com.
0: Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710KEEL.
3: By the way, did you did you watch any football over the weekend? I did. And boy, were people ticked <sighs> off that the game went dark.
1: I, I got home. We got home. I told you we went to Kilgore for my, uh, ate at my son's restaurant. Mm-hmm. The one he works at, let me clarify, he doesn't own it. Um, and and I, so I said, well, get back. I want to start the game from the beginning because mm-hmm. with YouTube TV, I can start it from the front. And... And I and I went to the, you know, I guess it's Channel 6 that had the game. Yep. And it was just black. And I was like, "Did come in. You know, my my my, my, my Wi-Fi is out. I don't know what's going on. Mm. But I went to the other channels. And, Aaron, this is, how, <laughs> this is how stupid I am. I said, oh, the Bills and Chiefs are playing. <laughs> so I turned that game on. And I'm watching that game. Right. And I keep going back to the the you know the the lions game mm-hmm. and and bucks and i found and i realized at one point dina goes that's not happening right now. It was NFL Network replay. Oh, wow. Of a Bills Chiefs game. I thought, from 2023. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. You can't tell what channel you're on with oh. YouTube TV. I'm watching a year old game. Oh, my God. What a moron. That's I'm texting my buddies, funny. going, Well, at least Buffalo's blanking the Chiefs right yeah. now. And they thought I was joking. I said, Apparently, no, I'm there was that some stupid. sort of
3: power glitch, and the you could only watch it. For part of the game, it was still good on Peacock.
1: Well, I, I did download the NBC Sports app because I'm not signing up for another streaming service. Mm-hmm. I don't have Peacock. And I was able to watch it on the, on the app, and I, which I projected to my TV, yeah. I, I, whatever that's called. And, uh, but it was only a 30-minute preview.
3: Oh, okay. But by
1: then the game was back, on, back on on the on the so Chiefs, station.
3: Chiefs and Ravens for the AFC. Yes. And then the NFC is Detroit and San Francisco.
1: Uh, see, I, I, I like both of those teams. I like both of those quarterbacks, Purdy mm-hmm. and Goff. So I really don't care.
3: Yeah, I'm just because Greg Adams will be so happy. <laughs> I'm hoping it's Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, I
1: dri- am I would rather Detroit if I had to choose. What
3: a what a great, you know, Cinderella story. But I don't Cinderella like either story. of the AFC teams. No, no. I haven't a huge liked,
1: fan. I haven't liked the the Ravens since Ray Lewis.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: that that whole
3: I know. I know that you're right. You're right. You're right about that. So I hope the NFC wins the Super Bowl. Right. But I'm excited for Greg because he's, you know, he's beside himself.
1: Mayor Tom Arsenault coming up just after the break. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app.
0: Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty
1: on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh good morning, Your Honor. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Good morning. I was I was beginning to have Mike and McCarty withdrawal. Well <laughs> Yeah, well, we got
1: you on the payroll now. We are, we, we are <laughs> glad to have you anytime. Absolutely. Good
2: morning to y'all.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I ran into uh, some council members over the weekend, and and your veto came up uh, on the open container law. When we talked to you before, your, your reply was, it's on my desk when we asked you about it. Tell us why you decided to veto the open container ordinance in the entertainment district.
2: There were uh, there were a couple of concerns. One is uh one is technical, the way that it is written. I I think it could be construed to allow open containers uh on the bridge itself, which I don't I don't think that's the council's intention, but I think that needs to get I do think that needs to get fixed. And um I I I was concerned about the open container being the exception being available until four AM uh which was which was an amendment to the ordinance that it was presented originally as presented would have been limited to 2 a.m. and then uh I was a little concerned that the uh, that there was not enough input in and in research into why the previous exception had been repealed in 2008 and was hopeful we could look at uh, why that happened and, and see if there was anything we needed to adjust to do it. I, I do think it makes some sense to have the ability for people to go from place to place down there uh, in a very limited area, uh, but I had some concerns about the way the ordinance was written.
1: Okay, so you're not opposed to an open container ordinance, but there, there were specific issues that you wanted addressed. That's correct. That's correct.
3: Now, before you veto something, you have to kind of, I guess, do a little kind of assessment of the council because I believe this passed um, mm-hmm. with only one, uh, one in opposition, uh, Grayson Butcher, I believe. Um, have you assessed th- with the other council members to say, hey, there are some issues with this, maybe we need to revisit it? Do you think you have the uh, council members enough not not to override this?
2: I, I think that the council is working on it. Uh, at- a cure to the uh, technical issue that I had and if they do that I expect to, I expect a couple things to happen. One would be an override and then two would be an amendment um, and uh, I believe that they have figured out a way that they can do that. I, I was not I did not realize there might be a way to do that and so I'm, I'm hopeful that there's something that everybody can feel reasonably comfortable with.
3: So you're not you won't be completely surprised if they do override the veto, but you hope that on the no. back end of that they make some changes.
2: That's exactly right.
3: So your veto was essentially waving a red flag going, oh, this is this is okay, but we have some issues. And it sounds like it's not what they originally discussed with
1: the like moving it to four AM as opposed to two AM.
2: Yeah, I do think I do think there are sufficient votes on the council to make it four AM as opposed to two AM.
3: My concerns with this was, um, and I had some discussions with the chief about this at a, a, a third location where I ran into him, that he really didn't have a whole lot of input on this in terms of how he would enforce it. Um, have we talked about that? Have we addressed I mean, who's going to watch people when they walk out of the Red River District? What if they want to go to another bar on Texas Street, which is not in the Red River District, and they want right. to carry that drink down there? Uh, you don't have enough police officers to to man that
2: well i'm uh i'm i'm actually i'm more concerned about people in the in the area who are not uh who are not purchasing their drinks at an establishment, but I do, you know, right now there's only one establishment that this really applies to, and that's Patty Arbuckle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is some time to assess this. And if we, if the chief feels like there's some provisions we need to add, I think there's time to consider that. So, um, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's a question of, of how we implement this. And I think we do have some time. Uh, to think about it uh, and i'm i'm hopeful that we'll take that time and and get some input from the chief and perhaps make some further amendments to it but i think it, it is likely to pass uh this week
1: mayor you mentioned there's really only one establishment in that particular district that this would affect do you think with uh with like you know having an open container ordinance where people can move from Uh, place to place this might facilitate some growth in that area other businesses would go hey we can maybe make this work
2: I think that's what the council hopes I think that's what the the impetus behind the ordinance is and I think that that is quite possible and the other thing you can remember is you can get some synergy by having uh, events under the bridge Mm -hmm. uh, where people could purchase uh, could purchase uh, a drink at at one of the establishments, hoping we have more than one, and and they could collaborate to have some events that would draw uh, draw some healthy crowds uh, that are actually patronizing the areas that are there as a, as opposed to bringing their own uh, and joining the crowd,
3: Mayor. And I may sound like a Debbie Downer on this, but I when the city council talks about this may spur growth in the red river district, which I believe is still owned by the city, the most, most part of it. Um, why, why don't we talk about, let's do some incentives. Let's do some other things that will attract businesses down there rather than expand alcohol, which could cause more problems for the city.
2: Yeah. I, I think as long as the alcohol is actually purchased at those, at those, uh, uh as at those, Venues, then I, I I think that that could, we can make that work. I think the problem comes in in if it attracts people from outside of that area who are not patronizing the the lounges and establishments there. Then I think you run into some issues. And the second set of issues is what happens when the people go outside the district. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this requires uh, identifiable cups. Um, uh, it's patterned. It, it is okay. patterned after the the ordinance that is in effect in and, uh and in their uh, in their district. And so, uh, you know, I think both of us are experimenting with how that works and seeing if it will spur some economic growth.
3: So I can't just bring my Yeti cooler down here under the Red River Bridge, the Texas Street Bridge and start drinking my beer out of it. That's not what this is for.
2: That's exactly right. Okay. And So the, the you know you what you want to do is identify. It, it has to have a logo, and the cups have to be approved by the uh, by the police department. So that that they need to be obvious. So that what you when you have that cup now that that doesn't mean that somebody it, it is illegal. It will be illegal under the ordinance to to refill that cup with your own. I was cup. just going that to happens. say I can it's see him getting
1: around to. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And hey, give me one of them cubs. That's a little harder to enforce because the police officer doesn't know where the contents of the cup came right. from. They just know it's a cup that came from one of the establishments. Okay, I'm going to wrap
3: it up uh, with you. Just going to give you a little heads up. Um, those, uh, those uh, Because of that snow last week, um, those potholes on Knight Street are really deep today. Just a heads
2: up. <laughs> That's still in front of the council, and I'm hopeful that we'll get some positive news for you. Thank you, Mayor. All
1: right. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you, sir. Have a great week. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty.
0: Back with McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
1: 1017 FM, 710 Keele, Mikey McCurdy. Tomorrow, uh, state uh, senator, almost said state representative, state senator Thomas Presley Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: going to join us and kind of maybe hash out a little bit about this special legislative session that they just wrapped up.
3: They did approve the congressional district map that zigs and zags in a diagonal from Baton Rouge to South Shreveport. It encompasses East Baton Rouge, West Baton Rouge, St. Landry, Rapids, um part of DeSoto, part of Caddo Parish. It is it is just a district that is. It, it's going to be impossible. Can you imagine campaigning in oh. that district if you're
1: known in this area, you're not going to be known in Baton Rouge, and vice versa. Absolutely. And and
3: and you'll hear from Senator Presley and the others. That nobody from this area will ever have a chance to win it.
1: Right. Exactly. Because, because the, the, now you're tied in with the the second largest market in this state,
3: mm-hmm. and a large part part of the district is in that area. So you'd have an uphill battle. Sam Jenkins disagrees, though. He thinks that you would have a chance. It depends on your you know your campaign and how you get disagree out. Disagree with him. I don't think you'd have a shot. I'd be very surprised. And it's drawn. Uh, you know. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Garrett Graves would ap- will apparently have trouble winning this seat now, and it's his district. Mm-hmm. Um, he endorsed Stephen Waggis back for governor. Um, he and Jeff Landry are not best buds. Interesting. Um, so you mean you mean politics ha- had a play in this, Aaron? Uh, you go figure. People I are mean, playing politics. I go. You go figure. I mean, they protected the other congressman. Garrett Graves did not get protected, so. Wow. Uh, We'll see what happens. That's
1: disappointing. Courts may have
3: to jump in and decide it too, though. This could get challenged. We'll see what happens. So this has not yet been
1: engraved in stone?
3: Not yet. I'm sure there's a court challenge ahead. Right. I would bet.
1: Mikey McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Kiel and on the free Kiel app.